Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Rupert Baines. He's the CEO of Ultrasock, and they're an SOCIP vendor, on, you know, doing IP cores to help out uh, engineers doing all of that tough design stuff. Isn't that right, Rupert? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Glad to be on. Oh, glad to have you. Well, you know, it, it really is getting difficult to make an SOC. There are so many demands. There are so many pressures. And, of course, the market wants everything to happen on a chip that doesn't measure anything, that costs nothing, and runs on a microwatt. Exactly. I mean, if you look at modern SOCs, uh, the latest data I saw, a typical complicated SOC will have more than 100 different IP blocks most of them from different companies uh, working in slightly different ways, and the engineer has to pull all of those together. You mentioned, you know, it can't have any area, can't draw any power, and, of course, the third pressure, it has to be delivered working perfectly the day before yesterday. And those <laughs> the kinds of, that's the kind of challenge that we're there to help with. Well, now, Rupert, that's, that's, that's a very tall order, though, because right off the bat, when you start thinking about multiple IP cores, you've got to be not only responsible for yours, but you've got to take into account all the others. That's right. And you know, a typical SOC, you'll have a mixture. You might have a host processor from one vendor, a GPU from someone else, a security processor from somebody else logic that you've designed internally, coprocessors, accelerators, all of them, and a debug environment or a development environment needs to be able to work with all of those from different vendors working in different ways, but in a way that is useful and easy for the engineer. Well, I mean, how is that being addressed right now? I mean, up in, I understand you've got some stuff to tell us, but... Obviously, these problems existed before. There's probably three ways to do it, and most people use a mix of them. So you've got JTAG, which is well-established. It's universal. It has the advantage it works with everything, but it's quite low level. It's, it's an old technology, and it's not particularly rich. Then you've got solutions from individual vendors. So, for example, ARM has their core site architecture. That works beautifully if you're in an ARM-only world and you only need to develop things from that one vendor. But you're working in a silo. You're working through a keyhole that you can only see things belonging to that one vendor, which, of course, doesn't really solve the problem. And so, finally most people end up developing some of their own. There's a DIY, roll-it-yourself, debug architecture that most chip companies will have. It will have accumulated over the years, and it'll sort of do most of what they want most of the time. And what we're saying is there's a better way to do it, which is to use one coherent fabric JTAG on steroids because it can touch everything and work with everything, a universal version of CoreSight, a better, smaller, 
more elegant version of the in-house tools. And that's what we've developed. Well, that sounds very, very impressive. Can you give us a little more detail then about the product itself, the service itself? You know, where I walk in the front door, what happens? <laughs> you walk in the front door and you see some virtual semiconductor IP because, of course, the deliverable we've got is IP, so VHDL or whatever, RTL, that gets integrated into people's chips. What we've got is a platform with two dozen, three dozen different building blocks that the engineer can select and integrate into their design. So there's different building blocks to work with, ARM, Imagination, MIPS, SIVA, Tensilica processors, to work with different buses, to work with arbitrary logic. And you put those blocks down, and then we have a fabric that ties them all together and makes sense of them all and brings them to the outside world where they can talk to an IDE, talk to third-party development tools, people like LaCroix, Lauterbach, and through that, you have full visibility of everything going on in your SOC. You can measure things, monitor them, control them, uh, halt things, insert test conditions through one coherent view of all of those different building blocks. Wow, what's the dashboard look like with that? Um, it can be something like Lauterbach or LaCroix, if you want, or we've got our own tools which are based around Eclipse IDE. So very familiar, very standard, easy to use. Okay, because you say easy to use. Um, what kind of support do you provide the engineer? You know, what kind of what do you do to help shorten that learning curve as much as possible and maximize the results? Because obviously the best tool in the world won't work if you don't know how to hold it right. Yeah. I mean, that's a very fair question. And like all semiconductor IP, there's always a lot of support and a lot of um, help needed. These things are never cookie cutter. And you know, we've, we've got the experience in that. We've got a number of customers now who are through shipping in volume, who've got designs, multiple tape-outs. So we think the documentation is in pretty good shape. Our support team is very experienced and very strong, but I wouldn't, you know, it's never going to be completely cookie-cutter. We do recognize that, and we know we have to support people. But we've done it before. We've got multiple customers now shipping products, so I feel fairly comfortable that, you know, it is... It, um, we know how to do that. Excellent. Well, Rupert, so uh, where do people go? Is uh, there a drill-down page on your website? They just go to the home page. Where can they get more information for themselves? Um, www.ultrasoc.com is the web page. Um, we're basically, although we've been go there's an interesting thing. We've been going as a company for a few years, and we have built up some very good technology and some very good customers. But I have to say, um, I'm afraid our website at the moment doesn't really reflect that. So it is a work in progress. But there's some information there, and if you drop us a line, we'll be happy to give you a lot more information, phone calls, over email. 
Okay. Is there, is there an email or a phone number you'd like to give us? I mean, I'll be more than happy to let our audience get it. Um, if you, I mean, probably mine, rupert.baines at ultrasock.com is a pretty good first place. Excellent. Oh, and, and, and just a quick question that has nothing to do with any of this. Why Ultrasock and not Ultra SOC? Or you don't, you just wanted to have it more intuitive sounding or just, just was a curious just in, editorial Yeah. Um, <laughs> more intuitive sounding, I suppose. Yeah, people do use those, don't they? Um, <laughs> this is true. Fewer, fewer syllables, I guess. There you go. Well, actually, you're right. And also, people might think they have to put a dot or something or dashes or something, and it's better to keep it clean. But I just wanted to make sure so that the audience is familiar, would be comfortable with so they put the right URL in and they go to the right place when they're looking. Yeah. yeah thank you. So, oh, not a problem, Rupert. And before I let you go, I'm, you know, this is a podcast. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time to talk or else I would go even deeper because SOCs nowadays are such a complicated space. But one thing I do want to do before I let you go is I want to give you the opportunity to have the last word. I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word in the podcast in case there was something we missed or whatever. But it could be something more about the product, I mean, well, the service, I should say, the company, or just a tip for our audience. But the floor is yours. Okay. I think, thank you. Um, I think engineers now are facing the challenges of these very complicated, heterogeneous SOCs. And what we can do is we can save development time, and time to market in a lot of markets is crucial. We can mean lower development cost, lower risk, and better products delivered to your customers. And those customers might be internal, so a software team, and we can help them with the co-development, or it could be an external customer, and again, our technology can help not only the chip designer, but the end use, the customer using that chip. Again, helping development time, meaning you sell more products more quickly with less pain and less cost. And that has to be good for everybody. Well, and that's what everybody's looking for. <laughs> so I'm really glad. Well, yeah. As my audience knows, I'm very big on companies that help expand the toolkit to help designers actually accomplish what they're trying to do. It's, it's an important need. It's an important need. There you go. So I encourage everybody to take a look. I'm interested in it myself. So thank you again, Rupert. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here on the show. And uh, we'll drag you back in a few months, and we'll talk a little bit more about SOC design, okay? Lovely. Thanks very much. Oh, I should have said, if anyone, your uh, audience is going to go be for back, it. we will be there. So if you'd like to see us, we're part of the Constellations booth at DAC. Excellent. I'm really glad you remembered to throw that in because our audience, uh, I know some of our audience will be there and they'll definitely want to look at you guys up. Excellent. Okay. Thank so, you. And also, well, the pleasure is mine, Rupert. And also, I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paltz for Paltz on Power. Have a great day. <laughs>